This is what I want to talk to you about today, saints. I want to talk about the greatest thing that can ever happen to you. So <laughs> what I want to talk about. Think about that, saints. And write it down because I'm, I'm, I'm really asking you this question right now. <laughs> what is the greatest thing that can ever happen to you? I want you to write that down. Whatever it is, come to your mind. Write it down. Amen. The greatest thing that can ever happen to you. <laughs> like uh, you might say, well, if I win a million dollars, 10 million. Oh, is that the greatest thing that can happen to you, saints? <laughs> or you live in your dream house and it's paid for. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's the greatest thing that can ever happen to you. Oh, I, I, I want you to do some critical thinking about this, saints of God. You marry the man or the woman of your dream. Is that the greatest thing that can ever happen to you? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. That's pretty great, saints. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm married to the woman of my dreams. <laughs> That's great. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Or you retire and never have to work for anyone again in your life. <laughs> That's sure enough great. That's great right there, saints. Amen. Think about it. Is that the greatest thing that could ever happen to you, though? Oh, thank you, Jesus. What about you get to travel all over the world and see amazing sights all over this whole world? Would that be the greatest thing that could ever happen to you, saints? I want you to think about it. Amen. Some, God, some will say, because we're in Christ, we're going to say accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and Lord was the greatest thing that could ever happen to us. And that is great. Amen. That's a great thing. That gets it going. Amen. But let me say this to you, saints. Once you receive Christ as your personal Savior and Lord, you invite the Holy Spirit to live inside of you. The Holy Spirit now begins to lead you into all truth. See, the truth of your life is your purpose. Amen. And the Holy Spirit will lead you to that truth. See, once you... Once you invite Christ inside of you, God is a spirit. So his Holy Spirit begins to lead you into all truth. And your purpose is one of those. It's the main thing, I should say, that it leads you to. His spirit leads you to your purpose. See, we all think that we know how to navigate our life, saints. Oh, I know how to navigate my own life. <laughs> And certainly God has blessed us all with all these different gifts and talents. Amen. He gave them to us for a specific purpose. In him, though, for his glory. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. But the truth of the matter is the greatest thing that could happen, ever happen to us, is to find out what God's purpose is for our life and walk in it. That's the greatest thing that can ever happen to you, saints. 
Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I named some great things. But when you find out what the will of the Lord is for your life, that's the greatest thing that can ever happen to you. Amen. The Lord showed it to me and he made it clear. <laughs> Tell me your Bibles, if you will, saints of God, right quick to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 19. Let me say this too, saints, before I get going, that um, uh, that you kind of get for the next, say, 35 or 40 minutes that you kind of get into your prayer closet, get into your quiet place. Get all the distractions around you. Don't share God in these next 35 or 40 minutes. I'm going to do this and this and this. If you don't have to do something else, don't. Just get into this word right now, saints. Amen. It's only going to be 35 or 40 minutes at the most. Thank you, Jesus. Get into your quiet place right now. Get into your zone with the Lord. Amen. Give him your undivided attention so this word can get deep inside of you and produce fruit, great fruit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's how I get the word, saints. I mean, I'm, I'm giving him my undivided attention. Amen. I don't, I don't share him with anything else. I turn the phone. I turn everything off. It's just me and him. And he, boy, does he speak when you, when you do that. So I'm letting you in on a little something right now. Get all the distractions away and just get into what he's speaking to your spirit right now. You'll be so glad you did. Okay, again, I'm talking about the greatest thing that could ever happen to you. And I'm, I'm saying that for you to find out your purpose, why God sent you here. Is the greatest thing that can ever happen to you. Amen. The will of the Lord for your life. That's the greatest thing that can ever happen to you. Lady Z would pray that in her prayer. She said that we know our purpose in you, Lord. <laughs> I just laugh. God always sets the stage. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's look at the scripture. Proverbs 19. Look at verse 21. It says, there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. <laughs> See, we got many plans for what we're going to do. Amen. In our hearts. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I want to do the other. We all got all these plans. <laughs> but we can't always trust our hearts. That's why we gave it to the Lord. See, when you give your heart to the Lord, he, he's trustworthy with our heart. See, God's counsel is solid. Hear me say to God, we must allow him to direct our paths. You all know that's my favorite scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He gave it to him. And don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him then he will direct your path. He'll show you what to do. If it looks crazy, if it looks all out of order, acknowledge the Lord. <laughs> He'll show you what to do. That's what the scripture in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says. 
This one I just read says we got so many plans, but it's the Lord's will that will prevail. <laughs> oh, get that in your spirit, saints. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for your plan for our life. I want to give you this biblical saying uh, that you should be saying often to the Lord. I know I say this often. <laughs> Jesus said it best in Luke 22. In verse 42, I'm going to show it to you. It says this. Saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Oh, that should be in your, in your script, in your, in your lingo, in your language, how you talk <laughs> on a regular basis. Many times we don't know. huh? We want to do our own will especially when you're getting ready to venture off into something that you just, oh man, I know I shouldn't be doing this. You want to say that. Remove this cup from me if it's not your will, Lord. That's what he's saying. See, the cup we all want our father to remove from us is our own will. That's what gets us in trouble. God has a narrow road to get us to where we should be many times things and it doesn't line up with our plans amen see his will for us is much greater than our plans oh i want you to think about that one <laughs> i thought about that when the lord dropped that in my spirit because i knew i know what my plans were the the, the direction i was heading i know that <laughs> but his plan <laughs> was humongous as compared to what i was planning on doing Amen. <laughs> See, after Jesus asked God that thou be willing to remove the cup, then he said those powerful words, which we all must say to our God. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done in my life. Everybody say that right now. Nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done in my life. Ooh, those are some important, some important words for a saint of God. <laughs> Sometimes we reach that crossroads, saints, and we make that statement. Amen. <laughs> These words are, are just most important to say to the Lord. It really shows that you trust him when you tell him, uh-uh, not what I want to do. What do you want to do, Lord? It shows you trust him. What does the scripture say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Oh, when you say that to him, he know you trust him. He's not trying to do his own thing. He's asking me, what is my will? That's what the Lord is saying. Amen. And at the end of the day, you want to do his will. It's much greater than your plan for your life. <laughs> Look what happened after Jesus said that to the Lord. Look at verse 43. Look at this. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Verse 43 says, and there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Many of us know the word of God. We know it well. But you know what we need? 
some strength to do it. We know it, but we need strength to do it. Amen. That's what happened to Jesus when he said, Father, can you take this cup from me? And the father couldn't take that cup from him. Because he was getting ready to lay down his life for our sins. Ooh, that had to happen. He couldn't take that cup away from him. And Jesus said, this is hard. This feels real hard. But, but it's not my will. It's your will that's being done right now in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We always say thank you, Jesus. Every time I think about that, it's thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah to you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. What this scripture says, an angel appeared from heaven and strengthened him. See, when you give me, when you desire to do the will of God, Angels come to strengthen you. And you know why? <laughs> because all hell breaks loose. <laughs> to try to stop you from doing the will of the Lord. For your life. <laughs> oh, that's the last thing the devil wants you to do is serve God and do his will. <laughs> that's why that angel comes to strengthen you. It's more powerful than them forces that's trying to resist you, that's just trying to stop you from doing the will of the Lord for your life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. The greatest thing that can happen to you, saints, is for you to walk in your purpose. That's the greatest thing. And the only way you're going to find your purpose is to pursue God who created you for a specific reason. See, he knows exactly why he sent you here. Amen. God had a plan for all of us before the foundation of the world. You don't know why you're here. Amen. You don't know. God has to show it to you. Amen. His Holy Spirit will lead you there. It leads you into all truth. And one of the main truths is, what am I doing here? That's a main truth, saints. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to show you all today the story of Moses. We're going to look at it a little bit today. How it began. Amen. Because looking at the, how Moses' life began, you could never figure out his purpose from how it began. It's just amazing when the Lord showed me this. Moses had a great purpose, right? To lead God's people out of the Egyptian bondage. Remember how he was talking to Pharaoh? Set my people free. God sent him, tell him, set them free. Hallelujah. God put that in Moses. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to you, Lord. If you would, follow me to Exodus chapter 2. Let's get into this word a little bit, saints of God. Exodus chapter 2, saints of God. Thank you, Lord. And let's look at verse 1. Hallelujah to you, Lord. It says, And there went a man of the house of Levi and took a wife, a daughter of Levi. Now, who was this daughter, saints? 
I mean, this is speaking really of the mother and father of Moses. That's what the scripture is speaking of. The man of the house of Levi. Look at verse two. It says, and the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. <laughs> okay, so Moses was born and his mother saw that he was a goodly child. <laughs> and she hid him for three months. Why did she hide him? That's the question, saints. Why did Moses' mother hide him for three months? But if you all remember, in that season that she had Moses, Pharaoh the king had ordered the midwives to kill all the male children born. You all remember? That's why she hid him. See, Israel's population was growing so fast. Amen. So rapidly in Egypt. And the Egyptians was getting afraid that if these Israelites outnumbered them and join up with their enemies, they would overtake them. So they began to deal harshly with the Israelites. You remember that? Making them build uh, with no stone and with no, uh, no, it was no, uh, they put in a the stone. They made them build without, without any of that. Amen. <laughs> And they dealt really harshly with Israel <laughs> because they were, again, they, they didn't want them to outnumber them. They were really prospering in Egypt. That's revelation right there. Because <laughs> many of us are prospering right here where we are. <laughs> this is not our home, <laughs> but we're prospering in it. Amen. And that's what God's people were doing back then. They were under the Egyptian rule, but they were prospering. And Pharaoh and, and the Egyptians were getting afraid. So they, they had ordered that they kill all these male children that were born. They ordered the Hebrew midwives to kill them all. But Moses' mother hid them. Amen. Let's look at verse three saying to God. And when she could no longer hide him, she took him an ark of bulrushes and dived it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein. And she laid in it the flags by the river's brink. <laughs> she built an ark for the baby saints. She couldn't hide him anymore and put him by the, put him by the river. <laughs> now tell me, just thinking of how he begun his life. Would you ever figure out what his purpose was? <laughs> she got to get rid of him now. Because if the Egyptians find out, they're going to kill him. So she builds an ark for the baby and puts him by the river. Don't that remind us of something? Noah's ark. A vessel of divine deliverance. That's what the ark was. Oh, Lord, have mercy. She loved her baby so much she had to give him up so he could live. Try to catch this. We're talking about today, the best thing that could ever happen to you. That's what we're talking about today, which is God's will and purpose for your life. That's the best thing that can ever happen to you, saints. Amen. 
So she put the, so Moses' mother put him in a, in a, uh, in an ark, a little vessel. Look at verse four. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would happen, what would be done to him. <laughs> I want y'all to check this out, saints of God. Hallelujah, Lord. <laughs> it says the sister stood far off wondering what's going to happen to my brother. <laughs> That's what the scripture is saying, right? <laughs> Let me say this to you, saints. Sisters love their brothers. Please hear me. My brother-in-law, Kendall, who just happened to be on the line today. Praise God. But my brother-in-law, Kendall, he got two sisters, Z and Zelda. And they love him. They keep him lifted up in prayer. They always want to encourage him. They always want to help him. Sisters love their brothers. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I remember when I was growing up, saints, this is a true story. This girl hit me in the face with a rope. And she was rightfully so. They was playing jump rope, and I kept bothering them. And they got mad. So this girl hit me in the face with a rope. When my sister heard about that, my sister went to her house, knocked on the door. He, you know how you had when somebody knock on the door so they can't see you? And then when she answered the door, busted up in there and started fighting the girl in her house. I said, how crazy, girl, you went to their house and fought that girl? Sisters love their brothers. I'm just trying to show you something. Now, this sister stood afar off and was wondering, what's going to happen to my brother? Oh, I want y'all to catch this revelation. Look at verse 5. It says, and the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. And her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. I want y'all to catch a little bit of something, something in that verse. King's children have maids. Amen. And guess what we are? We king's children. Amen. But guess who the maiden was that Pharaoh's daughter sent to fetch the ark? Guess who that was, saints? <laughs> that was Moses' sister. She was one of the maidens of the, of the king's daughter. <laughs> oh, you want to be in the will of God, saints. You want to be in his will. Because <laughs> amazing things happen daily when you're walking the way he would have you to walk. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. God is something else, saints. He works all things together for good. So here she comes. She sends her maid to fetch this ark out of the water. Look at verse six. And when she had opened it, she saw the child and behold, the babe wept and she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews children. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> Pharaoh's daughter opens the ark and has compassion on the child. 
Everybody say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. She says, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Look at verse 7, says. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew woman that she may nurse the child for thee? Oh, you see in this sense. So now his sister who was wondering what's going to happen to my brother <laughs> went down and fetched the brother out of the, out of the river, took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and now she's asking the daughter, you, you want me to go and get one of them Hebrew women and nurse this baby for you? Nurse your new baby? I <laughs> got it something else. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The sister's working it, isn't she, saints? I told you, sisters love their brother. <laughs> she's asking Pharaoh's daughter again if she could go and get one of them Hebrew women to nurse the baby. She's playing on her compassion. Remember, remember, the daughter was very compassionate, compassionate when she saw that baby. And she even making her feel, this is your baby. She said, you want me to get one of the Hebrews' women to nurse your baby? <laughs> My God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 8, saints. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. <laughs> Look at this plan, saints of God. I just really want you to see how God's plan, God's plan comes together in your life. Amen. He has a purpose for all of us. He, he wants to lead you right to what he sent you here to do. Amen. His will be done, saints of God. Father, not our will, but your will be done in our life. Everybody say, say that's right right now. Everybody just say amen to that. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Here she goes and calls her mother to nurse, to nurse the child. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at verse 9, saints. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It says, and Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. <laughs> here's, here's Moses right back in his mother's arms. And his mother is nursing her own baby. I want y'all to catch that and getting paid for it. Because <laughs> the king's daughter said, I'm going to give you your wages for nursing this baby for me. <laughs> God know how to do some things, don't he? It's a pleasure. To, that's why it's a pleasure to serve him. Huh? Huh? When you're walking in your purpose, I never, saints, I, I just know I, I, my, I never aspired to pastor a church. That wasn't on my bucket list. Amen. My will was something totally different. But when I look back at how God amazingly got me to this position, it's just amazing. It's a miracle. He wants to do a miracle in all of our lives to get us in that position of why he sent us here in the first place. Whatever our purpose is, he wants to get you to that sense. Look what he went through for Moses. Thank you, Jesus. 
Look at verse 10, saints. And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses, and she said, because I drew him out of the water. <laughs> Pharaoh's daughter named her baby <laughs> Moses. Y'all see the power of God working here? Why? That's the most important thing that can ever happen to you. I think some very powerful, amazing things that could happen to you, and they were all good things. But none of them, none of them uh, beat the will for your life. You're walking in that. None of them can match it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Moses. Do y'all know what that means? Moses means to pull out or draw out. That's what that name means. And she, she called it right. She said, and she called his name Moses. And she said, because I drew him out of the water. That's exactly what Moses means, to pull out or draw out. Amen. Well, what was Moses' purpose? To pull out or draw out Israel from under the Egyptian bondage, to free Israel. Oh, I'm trying to show you how God is working right now, saints of God. Hallelujah, Lord. Look at verse 11, saints. And it came to pass in those days when Moses had grown that he went out unto his brethren and looked on their burdens. And he spied an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew, one of his brethren. <laughs> now here's Moses being raised up by an Egyptian woman, Pharaoh's daughter. And he's coming out, seeing one of his Hebrews brethren being mistreated by an Egyptian. And what did God put in him? What was his purpose? To free the Egyptian, to free the Hebrews. <laughs> Amen. The will of God for his life was to free Israel from Egyptian bondage. That's in him. <laughs> and your purpose is in you. Amen. So we know he was upset to see that Egyptian mistreating his Hebrew brother. Amen. Let's look at verse 12. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Verse 12 says, and he looked this way and that way. Moses did one of these numbers. He looked this way and that way. Amen. And when he saw that there was no man he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Here it is, Moses, to kill the man, saints. <laughs> Moses got upset that that Egyptian was mistreating his brethren, and he killed him. Oh, there's so much revelation in this. He killed that man for injustice. Amen. <laughs> Here's the revelation. One way you know your purpose is by the things you get upset about. It's one way you can figure out your purpose. Amen? Because what, what you get really upset about, that's something God sent you here to fix. All my life, I've been for the underdog. Huh? That person, that, that person that just everybody say they, they can't do it. Huh? The person that, that they pick on in school. Oh, I'm for that person. 
Huh? Why don't y'all leave them alone? Why don't y'all pick on somebody else? Pick on somebody who could deal with y'all. That just always was in me. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm trying to show you something, saints. When God puts something in you, it'll, it'll reveal your purpose. <laughs> See, I'm for God's people. Amen. I'm for his people, the underdog, because they think we can't make it. We got, we got our foot on God's people. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord Jesus. Remember that, saints. One way to know your purpose is by things that you get upset about. <laughs> God sent you to fix that thing. Amen. But did you all notice, besides Jesus, Moses was one of the meekest men in the Bible. Matter of fact, not only in the Bible, Moses was one of the meekest men in the whole world. <laughs> you say, what pastor? Yes, he was a meek man. <laughs> but you know what? People almost always mistake kindness for weakness. When you're nice to him, they say, oh, he weak. He ain't going to do nothing. Amen. Moses was a meek man, but he was powerful. <laughs> oh, let me show it to you. Let's venture off this for a moment. Go to Numbers. If you would, turn in your Bibles to Numbers. I want to get through this quickly. Numbers. Chapter 12. Hallelujah, Lord. I want to show you this. Moses was a very meek man, the meekest man in the whole world, I'm saying to you, saints. Yet he killed this man. <laughs> that reminds me of something Pastor Brian used to say to me. He used to say, you're so meek, you're so cool, you're so calm. He said, I bet when you get mad, you're something else. That's, that's I don't know where he got that from. <laughs> he used to say that to me all the time. You're so meek. Ooh, I hate to see you when you get mad. That's what he would say. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Moses was a very meek man, saints. But, but let's not mistake kindness and meekness for weakness. Amen. Okay, Numbers chapter 12. Look at verse 1. It says, And Miriam, Miriam and Aaron, Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian. <laughs> now, Miriam and Aaron was Moses' sister and brother. Okay? We just bragged on Miriam. Miriam was the one that went and got fetched him out of the water for the king's daughter. His sister. He only had one sister, Miriam. Amen. But now here they are speaking against Moses because he married a black chick. Oh, I shouldn't say it like that. How does the Bible say it? A sister. He married us. No, it says he married an Ethiopian. <laughs> Amen. And his brothers and sisters were mad at him. They was mad at Moses. That's what the scripture is saying. Wait a minute now. Look, Miriam was the sister that pulled him out of the water, the Nile River. And now she's mad because her brother married an Ethiopian woman. We need God directing our path, saints, on all points. We really do. Amen. 
So we're going to let God show us this. Look at verse two. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It says, and they said, have the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Have he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. <laughs> now, I see this a lot in church. <laughs> Many folks feel, why should I listen to you? God speaks to me also. He don't just speak to you. <laughs> Many people feel this say to God. You're not the only one God speaks to. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> well, we're going to let God handle this. Look at verse 3. Look at verse 3 saints. It says, now the man Moses was very meek. Let me read that to you again. Now the man Moses was very meek above all men which were upon the face of the earth. Oh, I didn't lie, did I? I said Moses was the meekest man in the whole world. That's what the scripture said. <laughs> it says he was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth, above all, every, all the men on earth. Oh, we're talking about a meek man right here. Hallelujah. But he killed a man. <laughs> and that wasn't his character. Amen. He was a very meek man, saints. <laughs> but God's purpose in him wasn't meek. It was strong. <laughs> Deliver my folks. You gonna, I'm going to put in you a deliverer to get my people out of Egyptian bondage. Oh, that was strong. He couldn't take it when he saw his brother getting misused by an Egyptian. Oh, then something rose up in him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at verse four, saints of God. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses, unto Aaron, unto Miriam. Come out, ye three, unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. God called them out of the congregation. See, he didn't want to front them. So he called all three of them out of the congregation. He wanted to talk to them alone. Amen. Look at verse five. And the Lord came down in a pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both came forth. God, God is something else. Say to God, here he is coming forth in a cloud. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And he called Miriam and Abram. He got to straighten some things out. We're going to let God straighten it out too. Look at verse six. And he said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. So God is speaking to Aaron, Aaron and Miriam right now saying, if I speak to prophets among you, it's through a vision or a dream. That's how I speak to prophets among you. Huh? He's letting them know. They call that dark speech. When God speaks to you through a dream or through a vision, that's called dark speech. And he's telling Miriam and Aaron that that's how he speaks to prophets among them. Amen. But let's look at verse seven. My servant Moses is not so, <laughs> who is faithful in all my house. He's telling them right now, Moses is faithful in all my house. I don't speak to him through dreams. 
and visions. <laughs> That's what he's telling them. <laughs> Listen to me, saints of God. This is a series. This is a write down right here. If I can only teach you one thing. Amen. If you, if you learn one thing from Pastor Rudy, <clears throat> I would teach you <clears throat> faithfulness to God. You got to get that. How to be faithful with God. See, see, you might not be perfect, and you're not, because none of us are perfect. <laughs> but learn how to be faithful to God. Ooh, if I can teach you that one thing, I remember the Lord gave me those scriptures in the middle of the pandemic. He gave me three scriptures. I was just laying there, minding my business. He said, Rudy, the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He just gave me those three scriptures. I was just sitting there minding my business. If I can teach you anything, saints of God, it's how to be faithful to God. Amen. In everything. <laughs> that's what this is. This was, that's why he's bragging on, on Moses right now. My servant Moses is not so. I don't speak to him in dreams and in visions. Who is faithful in all my, because he's faithful with everything with God. Amen. His study time, his time to read his word, his time to assemble together, his tithes, his offerings, everything. He's faithful. <laughs> Listen, saints, whatever the, tell, the Lord tell you to do in these times, do it. Amen. Be faithful to the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Moses was a faithful man. Amen. Humble, faithful man. Look at verse eight. With him will I speak mouth to mouth. Are you seeing this? I'm saying I don't speak to him with through dreams and visions. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches. And the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then, were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? <laughs> Look what the Lord is saying to them. <laughs> I speak to, to, to the prophets if they're among you in dreams and visions, but I speak to Moses face to face. That's what he's telling them. You weren't afraid to, 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 to talk about this man behind his back. And I'm speaking to him face to face. That's what God is asking him. You weren't afraid of that. <laughs> Lord have mercy. He's telling you, you should have been afraid to do that. <laughs> he said, Moses, what did he say? How did he put it? And the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. What is that? <laughs> See, the, the, the similitude of, of the Lord is the likeness or the representation of the Lord which Moses was privileged to see it. Moses actually seen the Lord, his similitude. That's why I said the similitude, his likeness or his representation. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. I'm going to show that to you. It's in Exodus. It's in Exodus chapter uh, Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
It's in Exodus 33. I got to show that to you real quick before I end this. Let me show you what the scripture is saying. Exodus. It's in Exodus 33. And look at verse 23 for me, saints. Exodus 33. I don't have this, but I just want to show it to you. I don't have it in my notes. The Lord was passing by. Moses. <laughs> oh, glory to God. And this is what he said. He was blocking Moses as he was passing by. He was blocking his face. Because no one can look in the face of God and live. So he didn't see God's face. <laughs> I'm going to make this clear to you. Amen. <laughs> he said the similitude or the likeness or the representation of the Lord. Moses saw that. So here he is passing. This is what it says in Exodus, Exodus uh, 33 and 23. It says, and I will take away mine hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. See, no man can look at God's face and live. But he let him see his backside. Amen. That's what the scripture is saying. And y'all was not afraid to talk about him. He didn't see some things. He, I'm talking to him face to face. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thanks to God. I just really wanted to show you all today the most important thing that can ever happen to you. And that is God's purpose for your life. God showing you your purpose and then you do it. And I want to, I really want you to see how important each and every one of your purposes are. I just showed that to you through the life of Moses, but all of our purposes are real important to the Lord. He don't do things for nothing. He didn't send you here for nothing. Well, however great or however small his purpose is for your life, you want to, you want to find that out. And the only way you're going to find that out is when you gave your life to the Lord, the Holy Spirit will lead you right to all truth. And the truth, one of the greatest truths the Holy Spirit wants to lead you to is your purpose for why you are here. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So I just wanted to show that to you today. Again, Proverbs said, many are the devices in a man's heart. We know we all got all these plans. But the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. God's will for you is what will stand in your life. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. All I want to pray for all of you all right now under the sound of my voice. Father, I lift everyone up right now under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. That we all find out our purpose. Why did you send us here? And then I pray for strength from heaven. Oh, I know you're no respecter of person. When Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done, an angel came from heaven to strengthen him. I pray that angel comes from heaven right now over all of us to strengthen us to walk in our purpose. I give you the glory and the praise and the honor as we all repeat, not my will, but your will be done in my life. We repeat that to you now in Jesus' name, amen.